when you're when you really wake up from what you've been through it i describe it like this um it's like when you're sick and you have a cold and you've got kleenexes all over the nightstand and you've got cups of tea and a half a bowl of soup Mm -hmm. and when you're not well you don't pay attention to that Mm. but when you start to feel better you then go oh that's a mess I've got to get this cleaned up. And that's when you throw all the Kleenexes away. And in my case, you bring the bowls and the cups downstairs. And so for me, I feel like that this is the year of waking up. Welcome to the Isle of Misfits. I am your humble host and chief misfit, Nancy Carmichael. And I'm so glad to have you here with us today because I am so glad to have a dear friend with us today. You've heard from her before and you're going to hear from her again in just just a wee moment. Her name is Jeannie Burgess. She is a publicist. She's an encourager. She is a podcaster herself. She is a woman of many, many talents and most of all, she loves Jesus with all of her heart. And you know, we don't always put that right out up front here on the podcast, but if you've hung around long enough, you know that that really is at the end of the day what we're all about. We live and we move and we have our being in Jesus. And today we're just gonna we're just gonna see what where this conversation leads. But um Jeannie and I we've been we've been talking about some really really cool stuff and we thought you know we shouldn't keep it to ourselves. So we're gonna share some of those conversations with you or we'll see where this conversation goes. So um welcome. Welcome Jeannie. Welcome to me. Yeah, I'm, I start to say welcome because, you know, I'm used to doing the podcast. That's right. But I'm like, welcome. Uh, no, thank you so much for having me. You know, I always really enjoy, I enjoyed the last time. And, and you know, I just think just to be able just to uh, just hopefully encourage someone today and give them some hope. And also help, hopefully they'll laugh a little bit um, with us today. And it's just always good to be with you. Oh, right back at you. And I, you know, I would say as I'm sharing your bio off the cuff, I would say first and foremost, I mean, you've got a lot of uh, credentials, right, that we could speak of, but I would say in the time that I've known you, and it's been, it's been a few years now, right? You are an encourager. I would say that that would be the top billing. You, you love to encourage people. You've encouraged me, right? And you've encouraged many, many people. So um, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's just, I think we talked a little bit on the last podcast about what would we do if we had, you know, if we were, if we won, you know, if we won the lottery, we got right. And um, I remember saying that I would be a full-time 24-7, 365-day encourager. And that is exactly, uh, you know, it brings me so much joy to encourage people and, and for people to be seen, you know, that feel like that they're seen and, um and, you know, I've been through enough in my life that I uh, want to pour that out to somebody else. I want them to have hope that their situation may look bleak, maybe it may look difficult, but that in the end, um, you can move forward and God will, God can heal you and God can truly um, work all things together for good, as the scripture says. Amen. And I just have to add this, so... Even though you haven't won the lottery yet, I would say you're already living the dream out because you are a 24 7 encourager. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do. I do. Um, I, I, I actually do try and I really, really do love it. And to be honest, Nancy, I'm not sure where that comes from because I am 
um, a Myers Briggs tested introvert to the nth degree. Oh, like so you're I, I. All right. Then what are the other three? Um, INFJ, I think. INF. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and so I am an introvert, and um, I get my energy from being okay. alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So people think when you're a publicist and you're an encourager that you're probably an all-out extrovert, and I am not. That's right. And, you know, I think that is the myth of many people that are in the public eye, whether they're a performer or a publicist or just somebody out there. The truth is many, not all of them, but many really are introverts, right? Because it's it's not about being out in the crowds. Uh, I mean, that, that can be great, but it's where you get your energy from, right? So it is. I it get is. that. I get that. And I think that that's what's helped me in so many ways, um, believe it or not, to move forward with, from the trauma that, you know, in the, the life I experienced previously is I think that that introversion and that um, that ability to kind of pull back and get quiet uh, has been ever so helpful um, in my own situation. It's been ever so helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're a people person, I think uh, many, may, many, if not most of the true people, people, people persons, <laughs> um, they, they really are. I would say probably fall into the introvert category because it's about it's about the one on ones. It's about you know uh, just having that that interaction that is a little bit more contemplative and quiet and away from the the hubbub. Well, and you know, I live in a small town, as we've talked about before. I live in a small town, and um, and I have a lot of um, because professionally and personally, I just have a lot of I do have a lot of people that kind of know what my story is and kind of know what I've gone through. And one of the things I hear a lot is you've made it look so easy. Mm. And like the figure skaters, right. Yeah. It's been anything Mm -hmm. but easy. And I never want somebody to think that I have breezed through this because there have been many tears under my little roof. And there has been a lot of hurt that I've worked through. And I'm still obviously with my uh, Christian counselor. And so working that through, um, with EMDR therapy. So it has been far from easy for sure. <laughs> right. Right. And, yeah. and I think this is a good spot to say, you know, if, in case people are wondering, well, what is she talking about? What is her story? You shared a little more of your story the last time we spoke. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to give a shameless plug for that podcast. Go back and listen to that and then join this one or listen to this and go back and join that one for, for context. But yeah. um, so today, today, I think, you know, what here's what I here's why I want to start. So all right, we're recording this. It's January twenty sixth. So January's almost mm-hmm. over, but um still not too late, I guess, to say happy new year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Exactly. So um how how's it been so far? Your new year, twenty twenty four. You know care. <laughs> it's actually um it's it's actually been kind of that first um week was actually really tough because I felt like I was being um, hit from all directions. And one of the things you learn when you're going through something, kind of like my stuff started about six years ago. And one thing that you're, that I'm learning is that you, at some point you feel like this is really never going to end. Hmm. This is never going to end. And it's actually quite a normal response. So the first week in January, I, um, 
ended up at my counselor's department appointment with, you know, basically talking through this. And she said to me, you have to go back and look at everything that you've gone through. You have to go back and look at the people that have there. There are people that have helped. There have been people that have just been so supportive. Um, God, there's ways that God has provided for me. And so honestly, that really helped me mm-hmm. pull out of that little tsunami of um, being hit from all directions. And now I've really felt like there are some things that I really need to do, um, some just bookkeeping things and life things that I really need to do to uh, get my, I have my life back, but to essentially really leave the past behind. Mm -hmm. And a good example of that, one of those things is, um, is my pantry. Um, because it just really, because of my former life, it was full of things that were not, I didn't use. Oh, and so okay. I, pulled, okay. mm-hmm. so I pulled because the person was a foodie. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled everything out of the pantry and I have taken out lots of trash bags and thrown away a lot of things oh, from that pantry. Good, that's a good new year activity, I think, right? Yeah. Out with the old. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. interesting thing is like, this is how I describe it. Um, when you wake up, when you're, when you really wake up from what you've been through it, I describe it like this. Um, it's like when you're sick and you have a cold and you've got Kleenexes all over the nightstand and you've got cups of tea and a half a bowl of soup. Mm -hmm. And when you're not well, you don't pay attention to that. Mm. But when you start to feel better, you then go, oh, that's a mess. I've got to get this cleaned up. And that's when you throw all the Kleenexes away. And in my case, you bring the bowls and the cups downstairs. And so for me, I feel like that this is the year of waking up. This is the year of moving some mountains that needs to be moved. This is this is the year of going to a list of things that need to get done and and actually getting them done. And I will tell you that the first thing I started with was my house mm-hmm. because um, Very Jordan Peterson of you. Yes. Right? Isn't Clean it your so? room. <laughs> isn't it so? Um, that's so great. So, you know, I, I started working on my house. I mean, there was like many, many times in the last six years that if you came and brought me something, I would not let you in my house. Mm-hmm. Because it was what I call a trauma house, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so um, now the trauma house, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect right now. It needs to be picked up, but it is in a place that if you drop by for coffee, I could totally let you in. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. So, all right, I just want to, yeah. let's, let's put a pause there, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to shut up in a second, but I, w- I want to say something. A minute ago, when you first started talking about this healing journey that you've been on, you know, you said something uh, to the effect of, oh, it feels like this is never going to end. And I immediately had a picture in my mind of a trajectory, right? To look, because you talked about looking at where you were and where you are now. If you don't do that, you can can think, oh, I've kind of leveled out or I'm just here. Looking back allows you to see that trajectory that you've been on right and you're not where you were and now you're in a different place and maybe it feels like it's it's leveled out or plateaued but it it's not it's just 
this is where you are in that trajectory. So I think that is encouraging to me because I think we all can relate to that on some level. You know, hopefully we're all growing, hopefully, right? There's no guarantee. Yeah. But if we're yeah. if we are on a growth path, that is what happens. And then the next thing that you said is I love this. When you wake up from from being unwell, you notice the tissues, you notice the bolus, you you yeah. start to notice things. And I can relate to that um on a lot of levels too. I'm not going to make this about me though. So I just wanted to, uh, I mean, we, we not, not that I want to withhold, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to just say, yeah, yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is like this morning I woke up at four o'clock and, um, um, I had had a little bit of a stormy night before and I, so I woke up early. And um, I was upstairs in my bedroom, which, by the way, took me forever to move from the sofa to the bedroom, you know, when I was kind of going through things. Mm -hmm. But now right. I'm in the I'm, a, I'm in the bedroom and I have a new mattress. And and um, today I was like totally straightening up the room like, you know, on the you know how women are and guys are like this, too, in the bathroom where everything's kind of on the counter and you think, well, it's just me. What does it matter? Yeah. But it is just me and 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 I matter. So it was like I cleaned everything up. I wiped down, you know, um, the, the sink tops and everything. I, I watered the plants. I dusted. I made the bed, you know, all upstairs. Mm -hmm. And that was like a huge, I have found that in real life, I am a tidy, neat person and I love mm. order. What a I great love revelation. order. What a great revelation. And I love that. Yeah. It's you know, always just me. Well, you matter, right? So yeah. allowing yourself to to care for yourself in that way and and bringing order there really is something too that I know we joke about Jordan Peterson but I I think he's right on about that you know yes. we talk about all oh, the world is a, is in a shambles and we got to fix everything well let's let's start a little closer to home right and let's start with our own lives and bringing some order there because you are worth that yeah and there's something yeah. about peace peace in your own home do you know it's like yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, had, had, I've been seeing someone and I remember the first time that, that, um, he walked into my house and was just so complimentary about the house Now my house is not fancy, but it was just like, see here, like seeing my house through somebody else's eyes mm -hmm. that was new in my life. Um, at that time, because it was the summer, was like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, I've really made this little, sweet little home mm -hmm. where hopefully people do feel peace and um, yep. and hope, which is kind of the word of the year for me, um, is hope. And um, so, I don't know, I, you know, I... You know, sometimes you just have to give yourself a little pat on the back because you realize, okay, I've God has brought me far. God mm -hmm. has brought me so far. And it almost makes me teary because I think of um, where I was even just, you know, six years ago. And, and it's like, look what God has done. Yeah. Look what God has done. And look at the hope that he's brought to your life. And hopefully... I can use that to help other people. That's my main thing. That 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 is that my whole situation that I've gone through, the the darkness, all of it, will not be in vain. Amen. Amen. And helping other people, yeah, for sure. Because you know we're here. We're wired for a purpose, and that purpose is 
always bigger than ourselves. And yet it starts with ourselves because that's all we have. Right. Um, but what, so, all right, I want to, I want to back up. You just said a little phrase, the word of the year. Right. And I know a lot of people have thoughts about that. Some people are into that. Some people aren't into that, but you talked about the word hope. And I know before we hit record, you had shared a scripture with me. So let's start there, share that. And let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, a friend sent me this scripture that was actually, it's out of Romans, and it's Romans uh, 15, um, 13, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And abound in hope is what pops out at me. What does it mean to abound in hope? And I remember that when um, my marriage was falling apart and I needed a safe place, I would go to a hotel 20 minutes away. Um, I actually was on the phone with somebody one time and all of a sudden I got, um, I got this hotel reservation for two nights in this hotel that I already stay, always stayed in. She would, she sent them over two nights. And I remember thinking that, it would be so nice to feel safe. And um, and I remember that I picked up a Happy Meal on the way in. And um, and I had gotten this rock that I have here that says hope. It's a, just a smooth stone that says hope. Mm. And I remember in the bathroom, I had this little rock that said hope. And in that Happy Meal, I had gotten a little Forky. I don't know, Forky from Toy Story. I got Oh, yeah, forky. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and um and I remember that I carried that forky and that and my rock that says hope, um, as visuals for me. And so when I see a, this rock that says hope that I keep out on a, I have a little t- entry table. And when I see forky, it's another reminder. You know, the Bible talks about remembering stones and how that, you know, that that God asked them to set remembering stones so they would remember and not forget. Mm-hmm to share what God had done. And so I have a lot of memory touchstones Mm -hmm. um, in in my life, but yeah, the word of the year for this year, which I normally don't share it. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to go around sharing what my word of the year is. Honestly, I feel like for me, it's a little private, Mm -hmm. but, but this year um, I haven't felt that way. And I feel like that the word is hope and that I want to abound in hope no matter what happens to me in 2024, then I want to abound in hope. And then to carry it through, because I'm such a visual words person, there's a company, they they make mud bracelets. And actually, um, the profits go to help with water in third world countries. And so Mm. I have a bracelet that says hope. And, you Mm. know, the interesting thing is it says hope, and then there's a period on the end. Period. Hope. Period. So... Yeah. And so, you know, I just think that one thing I want to share with people always is I know that things feel really dark, maybe for you right now with what you're going through. You didn't you're in a situation that you never planned on. You um, you started the year in a really rough way, but I just want to be living proof that there is life after mm-hmm. and that, that you can hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I can be living proof to someone that they can make it, 
then I will die a happy woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we, now for me, it's about Jesus. Do you know what I mean? It's Jesus that made that possible. It's Jesus that walks me through. It's his word that guides my life. For me, it's Jesus. That has been, that's the clinch pin of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are looking, they're looking for it in all kinds of places. And the thing is, is no matter where you're looking for, it doesn't change how valuable you are. It doesn't change, it doesn't change the fact that you are loved with an everlasting love. It does. So none of that changes, but it's where are we looking for it and where do we find it? Right. Cause you, all right. So you use this phrase abounding hope. Okay. Yeah. Let's get a little practical. What, what exactly does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> you know, I think that, I think that, you know, like, like I said, I had a really, I had a rough evening. Okay. I'm working through some things. I had a rough evening. And, and so when I woke up this morning, it was a little rough. It was a little rocky. And it was just like, I didn't realize I started to look at, I, I actually had to run, run down to the beauty salon and, just have my hair done and and that is a safe place for me that you know the women there um they've had it for 50 years and oh my um, so it's like a steel magnolias kind of a place yeah Yeah. jessica jessica's the younger one and she she works on me and then Rhonda, who owns it is is um you know like i said they've had the salon for 50 years and so you know every time i walk into that salon and i and i walk back out and i have hope Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That place has been there for 50 years. It abounds in hope. Mm -hmm. That place abounds in hope. Mm -hmm. Um, My home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So I'll just put a little pause there because I'm getting like a bullet point. So one way we're getting practical to what it looks like to abound in hope is to Mm -hmm. seek those places out that bring life to you. Right. Yeah. Know that you're home, that you're safe. The places. Yeah. So there, there are there are actual places we can go that are yeah. full of life and hope. Okay. Yeah, and, and I work at home. You know, I work yeah. at home. My job is at home. I'm a publicist. I work out of yeah. my home. And so sometimes there's times that I don't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times when, um, you know, like this spring, my friend and I took a hike. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first hike in a really long time. And we went down to Arkansas and did a beautiful hike. And it was like that whole place was just autumn burst, you know, of color. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this makes me abound in hope. For one thing, I didn't die on the trail, which made me so happy because, you know, I've been (laughs) through a weight loss. (laughs) I've been through a weight loss. And this is my first one that I've done Mm -hmm. really since I've, you know, been smaller. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, but it just, just riding back in the car, you know, it was like, I was just abounding in hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right. So, so we've got places and people. And really, I, I think I'm flip-flopping my own order here because, yeah, you went to a place with the, your beauty salon, but it was really the people, right? What is it about that place? It's these people that know you, that that just yeah. love on you, that are just speaking words yeah. of life. So seeking out the people. Yeah. and But also, you talked about there's places that are full of hope, full of beauty, right? right? The glory of creation. And there's something inherent even in that that just speaks life and hope to us. And also, you know, I think you have to really determine what works for you. Like, you know, I really like sending notes. And so, you know, for me, a really pretty note that I know is going to go to somebody 
Um, you know, somebody sent me a card the other day. It was just beautiful. Somebody who's known me for a really long time. And, and I think we sometimes underestimate the power of the words, the power of God's word, the power of words to others. And so, you know, anytime I send a note or get a note, I feel like, you know, this, this is abounding in hope. And I think the greatest example of abounding in hope is probably my dad, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, um, he would have had a 101st birthday if he would have lived on next Tuesday, next, mm. which is the 30th, which I don't know when this is going to be broadcast, but it's the 30th of January. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was just the number one example of someone that abounds in hope. And and actually the person that I've been seeing is abounds in hope too. He's he, his personality abounds in hope. And so, um, and, you know, that's been a real joy bringer to me um, you know, this year and, um, you know, it's moving on in relationships is a, it's a, it's an interesting thing, but, you know, there's so much joy when you're, you know, when, when he and I together, there's so much joy, there's so much fun and there's so much laughter and there's so much hope. And I really think if you would have asked me this, even two years ago, I would have said, it's just not possible. It's just not possible to feel this safe, this secure, um, this hopeful with a person after I've been through such stuff, such trust stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like um, it's it's been just a really hopeful year because of that. Right. Okay, yeah. so I got a, I got a few more bullet points from what you just said. <laughs> so you talked about sending those notes out. So right, yeah. So words of life, right? So you're you're getting them from the people that know you and love you, but also you are acting in hope. You are it's and it's an act of hope on your part to pass that on to somebody else. So the very act of encouraging somebody else is part of this journey of of abounding in hope right and yeah and then you you know you spoke of your dad and obviously you know anyone who's known you or followed your social media knows what a special relationship you've had with him so so it's it's seeking out all of these things um but also seeking out opportunities to spread that to someone else who needs it and i think that is a key thing so another little picture i don't know if it's a picture but an analogy came to mind so you were talking earlier about, you know, when, you, when you're when you well, you're unwell, right? And you're, you know, just in that, in that season of life when, you know, maybe you're just in bed and you're too sick to, mm-hmm. to even get up and do anything. Yeah. Right? So I started thinking about Instacart, right? You know, oh, I can't, I can't yes. go up, you know, so I need it to come to me, right? And there yes. are those seasons, right? And thank God, yes. thank God, right? Yes. Because we're just yes. too weak or we're too, what you know, vulnerable, but we just, we just can't. And God is so kind. He does send those Instacart people to us, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're so used to bracing ourselves for for bracing ourselves for the hard all the time. And it's like God constantly is doing the Instacart in our life. You know, it's like, um, but we're so used to bracing our bodies kind of for bad news. Um, right. You know, I went in for a blood work last week, just a, a r- routine blood work for, you know, for a supplement I have to take. And, um, and um, 
so I went in and I had blood work and I was actually headed to meet a friend for lunch in another town. And you know how it is with blood work. You don't usually know anything about blood work for a few days, right? right. Well, within three hours, they had called me. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the nurse had called me. And of course, she didn't get me. So she left a message. And of course, I called her back and said, listen, you've got to get a hold of me because I am not going to go into the weekend with this because I would... I'm sorry, but I, I'm an overthinker worrier. It's a thing I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So when she finally calls me back, she says to me, I have good news. Nice. You don't often get those calls. <laughs> no, and she told me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that, that my that my l- blood work for this supplement looked really good. And she said, I was just calling you to tell you the good news. And I realized nice. that we have good news every day that yeah. that we have a savior who really loves us so much and knows us so well and so individually and we have his word and we have people in our life that he has sent and that we are constantly filled with good news and it gets tiring to always be bracing yourself for bad news that's right that's but, right so yeah. 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 So, okay. So we've got the Instagram <laughs> coming at us, right? Um, yes. And, and thank God for that. But what I, what I'm loving, what I'm really digging about this story as you're telling it is, so there comes a time you wake up, you start to, okay, I got the tissues and I got to order. Now, now that we're getting stronger, now that we're waking up and moving forward, now it's time to go shopping, right? We can get up well enough to get yeah. out there and seek yeah. out. Now I can get out there and seek out the people that I know bring me life. And not yeah. only that, or the places, the beauty, not only that, now I'm well enough that I can be that that person. I can be the Instacart for somebody else, right? Yeah. Who's placing and I can also be yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I can come yeah. in all of the the weak the weakness that I know I have, the places right. that I know that I struggle. That the to be the authentic, um, to be the authentic person that God has made us to be. And um, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you um follow Susie Larson, but I love Susie Larson. She's an author, and she said, oh, I'll have to look her just up just this morning. In her devotional, she does a morning and an evening devotional and a weekend devotional. It's just on Instagram under Susie Larson. Um, She had this today, and I thought it was so good. I wrote it in my journal. It says, though you may despise your weakness, God is deeply moved by it. And Mm. his power is perfected in you. No, his power is being perfected in you even now. That sounds biblical to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Does, it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, though you may despise your weakness, God is deeply moved by it, moved. and his power is being perfected in you even now. And the fact mm. that God is deeply moved, mm-hmm. God is deeply moved by my weakness. Mm-hmm. My weakness, yeah. it's not always about my strengths, sometimes right. it's about where God moves in our weakness, right? Where God yeah. moves in where when we don't feel like we make the cut, do you know, it's like, you know, I think that, um, you know, as being somebody who has struggled with weight, I've always felt like I didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I hear you. And I do, I, and I do despise my weakness in that. Well, but you God know, is, yeah. 
Yeah, no, and and I, I know I'm I'm shamelessly cutting it, but I'm so excited. I love I love the phrasing of that that God is deeply moved by it because yes, it is scripture, but I think it's really easy to look because there's there's several places where scripture refers to you know it's in our weakness that strength is made perfect. Yes, um, I think it's easy to have this picture that. God is kind of annoyed by our weakness and like, yeah. oh, get out of the way. Let me do it. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's the picture at all that scripture tells because he works in us, through us. He's not telling us, get out of the way. He's like, no, I want to work in you and through you. Yeah. And your weakness actually gives me more room to work. Mm -hmm. And here's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. God says, I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I haven't really talked much about it because I want to do it and not talk so much about it. But I am going through the Bible in 90 days and we're about halfway through. Um, and one thing that I see is so much weakness of so many people in the Old Testament. Yeah. But then God delivering them time after time. Yeah. God, yeah. God saying, you know what? I know. Like today, you know, I'm kind of on a struggle bus. Uh, Mm -hmm. romantically kind of a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, emotionally, um, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a struggle bus and God's like, guess what? I totally see that. And I know I made you. So I know how you're reacting. Mm -hmm. I know what you're feeling in the middle of this. And I know what you're feeling in regard to the trauma that you lived before and how that affects you now. I know all of that. And, and, and it's okay. It's okay to, to be feeling the way you're feeling. And I'm going to be right here with you and you will not stay here because I love you too much to let you stay in this spot. So yes. I'm going to help move you forward. Yes. Today. Yes. So I just want to camp out just a little bit longer on this phrase because I, I just, oh, I can't get past it. Right. But I will move forward. I promise. But the fact that God is deeply moved and not annoyed and not put off and not, you know, because I think about the examples, I'm, I'm running them through my mind right now. There were times when God, when Jesus, right, would get exasperated with his disciples, yes. would get annoyed or whatever. Yes. But it was, it was always, it was pride. It was unbelief. It was, it was, it was not weakness. Cause I, I also think of the guy that says, I believe help my unbelief, right? So he's he's availing his weakness and, and God is deeply moved with compassion by that, not annoyance and not, you know, not this again, get out of the way. You know, it's, no, he, he is deeply moved with compassion and I think delighted when we present that to him. And so I that, think, yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes it's a matter of, and you know what, I mean, this is like a loose, loose, loose genie paraphrase, but I think it's a fact of, and I feel this in my own life, God saying, guys, you could do better. Disciples, mm -hmm. you could do better than this. Right, right. You know, Jeannie, you I could do better you. than this. Right, I, want, I have I, more for you. And you could do better. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do your best? You know, it's like, why wouldn't you do your best? Like, like guys, like I can see him looking at the disciples thinking, guys, come on. Mm -hmm. I am right here with you. Right. You can do better than this. Right. Because it's like a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, you want your children to do better because that's better for them. That's right. That's right. And and there is that tension. It's like, okay, do better, and yet weakness, right? Okay, so obviously there's something, there's a gap there. But that gap, as I understand it biblically, is, yeah, we 
in our in our weakness his strength is made mm -hmm. perfect so there comes yeah. time yes we do our best we you know i'm thinking keith green now right you do your best you pray that is blessed jesus takes care of the rest so there comes a point where even when we've done our best it's not enough and that's where we have to cry out to him say okay you know i'm either maybe i'm doing my best maybe i'm kidding myself but either way i bumped up against a weakness so jesus help me yeah, well, you know, the Bible says yeah. if any of us lack wisdom. Right. Yep. You, you just have to ask. And, you know, many times it's like, boy, do I need wisdom. I need wisdom. You know, I'm just a girl. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you yep. remember the movie Notting Hill? Oh, yeah. Where, oh, yes. Where she just says, standing Julia, Julia, yeah, she walks out looking perfect, right? Now, what you were, you just said the line. I'm just okay. a girl. Yep. Standing before a boy, asking him. To love her. To love her. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way with Jesus in a lot of ways. Jesus, yeah. I'm just a girl standing before you asking you to love me. But the great thing is he already does. Yeah. Yeah. He does love me. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just like, you know, I think would I do would I go through what I've gone through again to get to where I am now? Mm, there's a question. Would I go through all of it? Um, to get to where I am now? It's a big question. That is a big question. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I you know, I, when I think of my own things, like where I am now and what, you know, what I've gone through to get where I am, the easy answer, well, I don't even want to say the easy, the obvious answer will, is, well, of course, yes, because I've met Jesus in it and I look back mm -hmm. and I see his faithfulness. If I'm being brutally honest, I would say this. If I knew, I'd probably say no. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, oh no, yeah. I, no. Yeah. I, I would. Right. I mean, you, that's you God's know mercy. My yeah, yeah. That's that God's mercy. Is yeah. he doesn't he doesn't yeah. give us the sneak preview? No. He just says, no. "Trust me." Yeah. No, no. Um, and his timeline is not our timeline. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? The way he sees time is totally different than the way we see time. Yeah. You know. So, um, I just think, um, and and you know the p's and the q's of my situation. You know it. Um you know, um, the parts that I'm not quite willing to share yet, but, um, I, I just think, um, I don't, I don't know that you get out of situations like this alive if you don't have a savior mm -hmm. and you don't have faith. And the great thing is, is not only is he my savior, but he puts life together with a string of pearls, which are just little things that come along the way. And every time something happens where, you know, I get an unexpected check from my bank and that pays for an air conditioner that goes out or, um, you know, or somebody drops something off on my porch or, um, you know, I find something that my dad left me that I didn't know that he did. Mm -hmm. It's like a, everything of that is a pearl. Yes. And, and I always say I'm not a diamond girl. I'm a pearl girl because pearls start with grit. Yeah. It's, it's grit. And then the pearl comes on the outside of the irritation mm -hmm. and turns it into a thing of beauty. And I always say, you know, I've had many people say to me, you know, well, God makes 
you know, God makes beauty out of ashes. And what I want, when I, what I've learned to say now is, and you realize that ashes are pulverized, right? You realize yeah. that ashes are to the yeah. smallest. Exactly. Form. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. That was, yeah. Even as you were speaking, that's what I was thinking. You know, he takes, he takes, uh, you know, my first, my first time when we talked about pearls, like he literally takes, you know, the, 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 you said, Grant, that was a kind of word I was thinking just, just crap and dirt and, you know, um, and, yeah. he, and he turns it into something, but it's, it's, like you said, it's that irritation. It's that pulverizing. And he he makes something beautiful out of it, right? Um, I, I've been thinking on this lately. Um, you know, I've been hearing some messages lately. Like, are you ready? Are you ready to give everything to Jesus and ready for what he has for you in 24 and, and 2024? You know what, Jeannie? You know what my honest answer is? No. no. I'm no. not ready. But, <laughs> but I'm willing. I'm willing. Right. And that's more than semantics to me because it's like if I knew if I knew five, six, seven years ago what the last five, six, seven years would look like, I would have said, No, thank you. Yeah. But yeah. but being willing and say, Okay, Jesus, I know you're here not with me, not next to me, not above me, but not behind but but because you've transformed me. I know you're in me. So I'm willing to walk through this with you. That's how I'm going into twenty twenty four. I'm not and, ready at all, but I'm willing to yeah, have Jesus yeah. walk in in me with me. Yeah, and that's what it, it's it's really about a willing heart. It's about a willing a heart that's willing to say, I don't know what you have for me this year, but I'm I'm all in with it, Jesus. I'm all in with with it. And the and the other thing is, you know what, sometimes we um thankfulness becomes this little gratitude thankfulness thing, but I was listening to a message on thankfulness. And um, it was like, I was like, you know, thankfulness isn't just for Thanksgiving. Right. It, it, it's a way of life. It's looking at things and going, you know what? Um, if I can spend a couple of minutes in the morning just writing down a couple of things that I'm thankful for, and then I start to see that list stack up. And what right. it makes me do when times are really difficult is go back and go, okay, now here's where I took care of you. Do you remember? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. And if I did it before, before you, before I'm going to do it for you again, I'm going to take care of mm -hmm. you again. You can trust me. You can place your, you can have a bounding hope. You can trust me. And, um, you know, I just feel like that people need that. They need hope. They need to know that God is still with them. Even if they're angry, even mm -hmm. if they're struggling even if they don't always feel the right thing or do the right thing mm -hmm. or, or handle situations in the best way, God is still right there with you. It doesn't cancel that out. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I got, I got another bullet point. So I think, I think this, I just see. So in summary, what does a bounding hope look like? All right. This is what, this is what I've heard you say. It looks like seeking it in people. Seeking it in the beauty of the places of God's creation. It looks like acts of of hope for yourself, for somebody else, spreading that hope. And then finally, it looks like remembering gratitude, just being conscious to not just say, oh, I'm thankful for it, but like you said, make a list, start a book, you know, uh, and this camp, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Make that list of the gifts. And I mean, this is very practical stuff. This is what abounding hope looks like. 
And and also, I think the hardest thing that it that it looks like is um, letting go of the sin that so hinders you. Mm, letting go. Looking at your sin and going, you know what? I need to let go of that sin. That is, I need to ask God to forgive me, and I need to turn from it, and I need to move forward from that. You know, I mean, I I know we kind of have ruts in our brain, so we all have sins we struggle with, and we usually struggle with them more than once. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like confession and saying, you know, I God, I really didn't handle that well, well, and I need you to forgive me. And, um, you know, I didn't mean to throw a hissy fit, but I sort of threw an emotional hissy fit because something didn't go my way. And I need you to forgive me for that. Mm. And, um, and, and he does. So letting go and moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's at least six things right there that we've got <laughs> practical stuff, right? So seek it out in the people, yeah. in the places, in the acts of of spreading hope. Seek it out by remembering how good God has been to you. Seek it out by letting go and confessing and that that you know the sin that that so easily entangles or the things that have been weighing us down. Letting go so that we can move forward, right? Just mm-hmm. be willing for what what God has for us. Because we don't know, but yeah. we know that it's going to be good, even through yeah. the hard stuff. Jeannie. And let, <laughs> and let yourself, um, do you know, one thing that I've really learned about myself is I really love loving others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love loving others. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like sometimes in the midst of a day, we just get so busy that we don't, um, that, that people don't know what they mean to us, that people don't know what. Uh, you know, you see it at a funeral. I remember going to my dad's funeral and thinking, oh my gosh, my dad would, he would just die if he saw, which he was already gone, um, which is funny. But um, he would just, if he saw all these people that cared about him and that he had put something into their life and he never knew it. And I think, you know, it's like, I really want the people in my life to know how much I love them and how much I care about them because that is an abounding hope for them and for me. You Fantastic. know, and yeah. So and I love love. loving. I yep. Yeah. Right. So there we go. So we've got completion, right? Number seven, invest in and love others well. Jeannie, this is so good. This is so good. Thank you so much. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm confident we could talk for another hour at least and, and 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 I want to. I want to I want to keep this conversation going. So I hope you'll come back soon so we could just kind yeah. of check in with you and I know you've, you know, God's doing great things in your life. And, and I know you're, you're just, you're living it, you're living it out loud and you're letting other people see the goodness of God in and through you. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I just want to encourage anybody who's out there that, you know, that, that, um, it, it can be easy for us to sit here and say, God loves you. God loves you. But let me just tell you, it is truth. It is truth. It is the truth I live in and Nancy lives in every day. And so um, if you're out there and you're struggling, um, God will come to you in the most amazing ways and just keep your eyes open because he loves you and he wants to seek you out. That's a great way to wrap this thing up. Thanks so much, Janie. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Well, there you have it. 
told you she was encouraging. And if you didn't hear that first conversation, I'm going to put that in the show notes. So check that out because it gives you a little more context to her story. And again, it's just a great conversation. So thanks so much, Jeannie, for joining us. If you want to follow her, I follow her on Insta and her stories alone are worth the trip. You can find her at Jeannie Burgess, that's J-E-A-N-E, B-U-R-G-E-S-S. And like I said, really encouraging. And you can follow us at isleofmisfits.com where you'll find more great podcasts like these and all kinds of other misfit fun. You can also find me on Insta. I'm at The Original Misfit and would love to have you there to join in the conversation. Thanks so much. And while we're here, give us a little shout out if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you do, those reviews help bump us up so that we can join or invite more misfits to join us to own their awkward, love their fellow misfit, and seek beauty and truth everywhere 